You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on! Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Had a very shiny nose uh, And if you ever saw him You would even say it close Come on! Come on! All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Come on! Rudolph with your nose so bright Won't you ride my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeers loved him And they shouted out weekly Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer You go down to history forever You go down to history forever You go down to history What? Forever. Uh, oh, God. It's another day. Wait. It's not just any day. It's Christmas morning. Brendan. Brendan, wake up. It's Christmas. It's Christmas morning, Brendan. Uh, good morning, Carlo. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Brendan. Dave. Dave, you gotta wake up. It's Christmas what? morning. What? Where am I? Oh, oh. Dave, 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 you're, you're, you're at home. You're here at the oh. Ranger Things compound. <laughs> at the oh, Ranger Things compound. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know where I'm glad to see you guys. I had the craziest dreams. Oh, man. What was it about? I don't know. Some some elves with sniper rifles and shooting reindeer. I, I don't know. Some, some oh, sort of reindeer game. the plot to the Santa Claus 5? Um... All right, let's go see what Santa left under the tree for us. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. Look at all the gifts we got. Hey, hey, Brendan, why don't you open your gift first? Oh, uh, let's see. I got a few gifts. Uh, let me start with this one. I got... Uh... Oh, you're really unwrapping <laughs> that package. <laughs> I got... Oh, I got Omeprazole for all the Ajita that the fucking Rangers give me. This is the most ridiculous bit ever. It's, it's good, though. Keep, keep, you, know. you want to keep going? Well, oh, you, oh, you did when you cut out a bit. Okay. Uh, Dave, it's your turn to uh, unwrap a gift. Oh, this is a big box. I wonder what this could be. Whoa. Just what I needed. It's a plunger to plunge the piss poor game the Rangers played in Ed, uh, against Edmonton. Oh, it's great. Alright, my turn. My turn. Oh, it's it's a DVD copy of Face Off. Is it, oh, Whoa. that's just like that's just like the Rangers who are the best face off team in the league. Also also, because they have two opposite games that they play when they're good and when they're bad. Right, Brendan, I think I see something behind the couch there for you. Well, oh, it's see. just in a bag. It's just in a bag. Just pull it out. No, you just unwrap it. Unwrap the package. Oh, hold on. Let me see. Oh, is it... oh it's Blake Wheeler's CPAP machine. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, Santa must have been uh, hitting the sauce. Uh, cool. Dave, you're, you're up. Oh, let me see what this is. This is kind of weird. It's it's like a, a basket full of, full of biscuits. Oh, is that because the Rangers have the number one power play in the league? Nice. That's pretty good. All right. Hold on. I got, a, I got one here. It's... It's big. I'm going to get all the miles out of this damn sound effect. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a big case of uh, building blocks. Like like Benino, who leads the league in blocked shots. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, I think is that, you're... Is that also a game of Tetris behind it, too? That oh, goes maybe, with that? Maybe. Hold on. It, wait, yeah, that, it will. It was that a, Tetris. It, it's it's a Game Boy cartridge of Tetris. What the fuck? I don't know what's going on. 
Uh, Brendan, you have one more present. I have none. I'm all out of presents. Oh. I'm all out. Wait. I ran out. Are you sure? I, oh. I ran out of random things to pick up here. Oh, look. I have I have a pack of gauze <laughs> that I stole from Jimmy Vesey's house. Oh, shit. That's good. I've, just, I've run out of random things to grab off my desk. It, oh, look. Santa brought me an, a Costco executive member card. Nice. <laughs> shit. All right. Welcome to Ranger Things. We're recording on Saturday, December 23rd, 2023. Uh, I'm Carlo Montanino. I'm joined by Brendan Lyons. Feliz Navidad for real this time. And Dave Pacheco. Keeping the Chris Kreider in Christmas. Hello. As always, you can visit rangerthingspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get access to content, newsletters, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search Ranger Things. We'd love for you to be part of the show, so send an email to contact at rangerthingspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show using your favorite podcast service, and if you do, we'd appreciate your ratings and reviews. Okay, let's get into it. You've indulged us with our little Christmas bit, but you are likely listening to this on Christmas morning. Uh, so Merry Christmas, if you celebrate. Merry, merry, happy, happy. Joy, joy. Uh, so uh, this the, this week's games after the Christmas break. We have a uh, Wednesday, the twenty seventh versus Washington. Friday, the 29th at Florida, and then Saturday the next day at Tampa. So nice. Uh, another back to back. There's another fucking back to back. Another back to back. Yeah, all all month. Ugh. Just shooting down I ninety five. It's just, it's just brutal because, you know, I it's, I can only steal so many consecutive days of watching hockey at home right? <laughs> before someone gets mad at me. It just sucks because it's like we get uh, one just game. Just extra melatonins in their, in their food. Oh, geez. Yeah, I did drug everyone today. with uh, I, I, I told <laughs> you guys before the show why. <laughs> um, uh, so so we had, a, we had a, an eventful week. Uh, yeah. We had a, a win against Toronto, which was huge. Huge. I think that was a big week, a big uh, game. Then we pooped the bed against Edmonton in the third period, um, which I admittedly turned off the game once we started pooping. And then tonight, yeah, things spiraled out of control in that game fast. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just like the the the, the period started and it just, I don't know what happened. It was just they just stopped playing. I don't know. Um, if you guys have any insight on that, I'd appreciate it because I, I just don't know what's going on there. I mean, I guess um, I yeah, I guess we could start with the Edmonton game. Uh, you know, for the first twenty minutes, I thought. Well, for the first, let's say for the first maybe thirty-five minutes, I thought we were really dominant. Uh, I thought Quick was playing really, really well. He didn't have to make too many big saves in the first period. Um, Edmonton started to come on a little bit in the second period, but really for the first 10, 12 minutes of the second period, we were still pretty dominant. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of critical moments in the Edmonton game where we got power plays that we needed to convert on and we didn't convert. And that came back to bite us. Right. Uh, you know, Stu Skinner played a much better game than I think anyone expected. And he really, it was a very, Ranger-like game from the Edmonton Oilers where they didn't play well and their goalie kept them in it and then they exploded out of nowhere. It's a very Rangers of last year kind of game from them. I think it's also indicative of, uh, you know, since the, since uh, Knobloch became their coach, I think that the whole dynamic of the Edmonton Oilers has changed for, for the better, obviously. And much to the chagrin of the the Rangers in that game. They kept also, Connor McDavid's healthy. Yeah, yeah. They kept they kept showing that stat since Knobloch became the coach. They're four points per game, which is Oof. pretty wild. Four goals a game, so that's good. Which is a crazy improvement over what was going on. But again, how much of that is McDavid being healthy as well? Um, yeah, and and then know, how long is it sustainable? Like to to still garner wins with that if the goalie play remains the same. Yeah, I mean they they they're definitely on a surge. They're definitely playing way better than they were. Um 
I don't, I don't know where they're, uh, they're, sta- they're at in the standings at this point, but they're, they'll make the playoffs at, if, at this rate, at least. I don't know if it's going to be. But there is going to be, there's definitely going to be a leveling off, you know, uh, soon. You know, the, the, the new car smell of Knobloch coaching is going to wear off. So it's only going to, it's going to carry them far, but, you know, maybe a little bit into the new year and then they'll start to, you know, to even out and, you know, show some of their warts again. But I, you know, I do believe that he has, uh, mm, they've you know, got a pretty steep climb. They've got a seven better than gap to close. Are, are, are there on warts more than just the goaltending? I'm sorry, a five point gap to close on Arizona of all teams. Wow. To get into the wild cards, a wild card spot, which I think is doable, definitely doable, especially the way they're playing. If Arizona, if Arizona begins to slow down, but Arizona's not showing any signs of slowing down in the West either. So, I don't know. The West, the West feels well, I, you know re- what, is one wide of the things open about that right now. game that I really uh, got had me nervous is you know they had they show the odds now and it's like oh it's they're going to six and a half goals for the you know. Bet bet the over six and a half goals, and I'm like, there's no way we get seven goals in this game. And then, mm-hmm. lo and behold, with one second remaining, so everyone hits the over <laughs> because it didn't look like that. The first that, two periods, it was just like, okay, well, I know this is just going to be a defensive uh, game, kind of quiet. Sound game. It was a good game, um, not as fun as that Toronto game, but it was a good game. And then it just blew up in the third. Yeah, you know, that fourth goal, Edmonton's fourth goal, that was the dagger. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, you can't, that's too big of a deficit to come back from. Especially, you know, when Skinner started to, I think Skinner started to get into their heads a little bit. He stole, uh, and he it, stole goals. He Definitely. really did. He had a couple of amazing saves. So did Jonathan Quick. I'm like, <sighs> I'm running out of ways to say how surprised I am by Jonathan Quick. Because there were moments in that game, particularly late in the second period, where Jonathan Quick looked like he was 23 years old. Just making absolutely – like making people look foolish with the quality of saves he was making. They they had that crazy sequence where we're scrambling and uh, Oilers were scrambling in front of our net for a, a couple of those sequences, and he was just on his head, tracking the puck, and then you know obviously get some lucky call, some lucky bounces too. But yeah, Quick has mm-hmm. looked. That was his first loss of the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he's his first regulation loss. Of the first, regu- first yeah, regulation, regulation. One, yeah. But like I mean he's he's just been lights out, and that can't, that game is not on him at all. He no. he was just he was phenomenal. So so I know you know. We were, go ahead. I'm looking at the schedule now, and it just feels like that Boston game where we won two to one. That's only a few games ago, and that that game feels like it was a month ago. Yeah, we're in like the December time warp right now. Right, Does that that game was on the 16th, and it feels like it was a month ago. I, and I don't know if that's just because of the way the schedule has been laying out, laid out, but I don't know. Uh, can we talk about the Toronto game a little bit? Yeah, please. Because in my mind, I, you know, I know we recorded after the the Boston game, the the last time we recorded, mm-hmm. um, but that was still sort of fresh. So I kind of want to talk about the Toronto game and the Boston game just a little bit. Um, but the, the Toronto game in particular, because I think they're a lot. They, obviously, they have a lot, a much higher power offense than the Bruins. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a better show, like of just just complete start to finish, just defensive structure. Just we are not going to let this game get away from us. Yeah, I know they let up. They let up that one. You know that one. The two goals to Austin Matthews. One of them was just. First of all, Austin Matthews is a fucking phenom. Mm-hmm. This guy, you know, he's going to score from wherever, whenever he wants to score. Um, he's what is he? 
he's averaging almost a goal a game at this point. So when he scores a, a goal or two goals, I don't hold it against the team or the goalie. It is what it is. It's like paying taxes. Austin yeah. Matthews is going to get a goal. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, th- they shut down what is a very high-powered Toronto offense. Yeah. Uh, that was a clinic. Tuesday night was a clinic in Toronto with the way they played that game. I think Truba, just night in and night out, is just like continuing to show us why he is the captain and – he, I don't know. I just, I've, I've started to develop this appreciation for his game lately. And by lately, I mean this season with the way he's just, I don't know. He just seems to always be in the right place at the right time. And he makes the right decision away from the puck or with the puck. Uh, I don't know. And it's just, it, it was spotlighted in that Toronto game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And about Truby, he's like, po- it's poise. Like he's, is, calm collected he's just watching the play unfold and doing what he needs to do as like whereas <clears throat> seasons past you know he kind of was like chasing the play a little bit sometimes and like i think yeah. the captaincy gave him a little bit of a i don't want to say the captaincy matured him but i think the responsibility of the captaincy kind of like affected how he's going to play the game for, mm-hmm. the, for the better i think he he's definitely now letting the game come to him and he, like to your point, Brendan, like he is making the right decisions. The game, he looks like he's playing the game at double speed. Like it's he slowed the game down for him to like. Like he's got a that, cheat right? code. Yeah. Was it? Was it the Ducks game where he? It was right in front of the right in front of our net where he separated the man from the puck. Like he played the puck first, and then he just fucking. Buried his shoulder. Yeah, that was the Ducks into game. somebody. Was that the Ducks game? Yeah, it was just. I mean, it was beautiful. It was like it was textbook. This is the way you. This is the way you play the puck and play mm-hmm. the man. I know Troop is just one of those guys. I listened to a, an interview with Jeff Merrick, and he talked a lot about Truba and just how he's one of the few, like old school hockey players left in the league. Like guys who the way he put it was guys who still play by the code. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, where they're, they're going to play a hard game, a physical game. They're not going to try to hurt you, but they're just going to put, you know, they're going to play a hard. Yeah. They're going to play a hard game. They're going to play a physical game. And you know what? If they tune you up a little bit or they do catch you with a cheap shot, and you want and you want them to answer the bell for it, then he's gonna appease you. He's gonna he's gonna answer the bell. You know? Uh I don't know. I've just a lot of people don't like Jacob Truba, and I think it's because of the contract. I think Jacob Truba's worth every penny of his contract. Yeah, I mean at this point, yeah. yeah last you, you would if you would have asked that question last season about his contract, uh, you know. Well, he was maybe... very obviously hurt last season. He was very obviously hurt. Well, if I, if I could speak to, like like you said before, like the captaincy helped change him and helped give him, like, this guide, this uh, this lane to stay in. Mm-hmm. And you could also see with, with um, Boston's Marshan, where he's less of a fucking asshole on the ice. He's less of a piece of shit because he has to assume more responsibility because he can't rely on Bergeron or other top-tier players to bail him out when he's yeah. being mm-hmm. a scumbag. And not that not that Trooper was a scumbag, but you know, like you said last year, there was a, there was a lot, and, and the year before, there's a lot more frenetic uh, pace to his game where he was kind of trying to do too much, and uh, yeah, it, it definitely stabilized his play into what his role is, you know, as a captain. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree with absolutely. that, Dave. Watching you know, the Bruins, been like on... there's definitely a change in Marshan. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, over the last his... two years, and I think yeah, it's because exactly. he's the grown up in the room now. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the Bergerons and the Krejci's and the Charas to settle him down, to settle the opposing team down. He's got to be the grown up in the room. He can't be the little kid running around the ice licking people on the face anymore. 
I mean, yeah, and, and you know, he's basically once he took that offensive step to like be that powerhouse. Like, I mean, he's he's awesome. He's an awesome player. But once he made that step, he kind of cut out all the rat games. Like, he still he'll still do it here and there, but you know, it, he he's definitely matured a lot, and he earned that captaincy. Like, maybe he it fell to him after everyone left or retired, but right. You know, he he's definitely earned it with his play. But, uh, yeah. So I don't know if he's yeah. So we're, yeah. Um, but to 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 key on the Toronto game, like, and to compare the 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 Toronto game with the Bruins game, um, so like, you saw how the Rangers were able to play against and shut down the Bruins because they really only have one one and a half lines mm-hmm. of danger, and the Rangers are ro- rolling four lines strong, pretty much. You know, as we we've talked about uh, their dependency and their um, their their faith in the fourth line, double shifting them and whatnot, and then the same thing with with Toronto. Whereas if they they have two dangerous lines, but outside of that, they don't have they don't have that uh you know that threat, and and the Rangers rolling four are you know are just are just t- taking care of business and. To parlay that into this this Buffalo game that we just watched, um, Buffalo's a really scrappy, skillful, and and speedy young team, and the reason why they were the Rangers were <laughs> kind of gave them too much breathing room and let them come back in the game, you know, two times, uh, is not because their four line the Rangers four lines weren't working. It's because they relaxed especially in the second period the entire all four lines you know they gave them a little bit too much room to you know wiggle room to 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 fuck around with and they and they found out (laughs) pretty quickly in the second period i feel like everybody does that with buffalo everybody seems to be doing that with buffalo buffalo either gets their asses kicked brutally or they get or or they, they get a team lets them back in the game like this, it doesn't seem to be any in between. Yeah, and it, it's it's and it's funny too. Like the Rangers aren't playing down to Buffalo; they're just no. I don't think anybody, anybody is. Yeah, it, it, but like to go like to the Rangers, like the historical problems where they play down to everybody and they play up to everybody. This season seems a little bit different, where they just like you said, Dave, they just take their foot off the gas. And yeah. it all falls apart for them. Like they need to be pedal to the metal, going at all cylinders. Which is, I don't. know, Is it a condition? That's hard thing? to do. It is. It's hard. Like that's hard they, to do. It maybe it's a conditioning thing. Maybe it's a mental thing, where they do like let up on it. Like that Edmonton game, they totally let up on the gas in the third period. This. The it's also game. hard to do knowing that you're like, knowing that it's not even Christmas yet. And you're going to make the playoffs, likely going to win your division. Yeah, you know it's it's got to be hard to it's got to be hard to maintain that level of intensity when you know you're going to get in, right? You know, uh, and yeah, but I, there's got to be a part I, of the, I think it's part also, of it's saying, also uh, you crucial, know, just, especially for... I, I, I got to just stay healthy and get in. No, don't don't right. go too hard. Don't go too hard. Don't press too much. And maybe it's not just them. Maybe it's the coaches too. You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so because I think you know. Prior to the game, today's game, you know, they're saying like you know they asked like Laviolette, like what did you say to the guys? You know, after the game, he's like I haven't spoke to them yet. I haven't spoke to them. So it's like they know that there is a clear message in the room without even being told what to do. And like 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 mm-hmm. you know like we harken back to say. Like a far cry from the Gallant era uh, of how yeah. things were run, you know there is there is this identity. There's an identity, and everybody self self actualized. That you know everybody yeah. realizes what what they have to do. And there's a lot of accountability. There's a lot of accountability yeah. in the room. But it's and it's like it's not not just accountability that they get. It's like it's it's an empowerment to to responsibility. You know, it's like they want to take the responsibility onto their own hands. So you know, it's not even just being them being held accountable by the coaching staff or the fans or whatever it is of ownership. It's it's them wanting to do better. It's 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 that the will like th- there's this you know 
you know, uh, I, I don't know what to, I don't know how to put it. I, you know, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, but there's this intangible thing that's, that's in them now that they, they like, yes, they can pull from to, you know, to, yeah. to play their game. Well, they have the system uh, to fall back on. They have, they have, you know, all the X's and O's. They know they can just, hey, if it's not working for me tonight or not working for us, we can just do this and things will be okay. Right. You know? Yeah. I think we are starting to see, and you saw it last night. You saw it a little bit tonight. Uh, you saw it in that first Toronto game. Uh, just inconsistencies when it comes to defensive responsibility. And that I think might, that might be a personnel issue at this point. I, I think I, I think we're starting to, they're starting to wear a little bit thin. It's been a long time without Heedle and without Kako. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because nothing it's been has a long been... time. Yeah, nothing has been more more evident than Heedle's not absence, and it, I, I've been noticing more and more I think in, in more these past so three Kako, games. Dave. I think more so Kako than Heedle. Yeah. yeah, but like having having that that third center, that third solid center to win faceoffs, to 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 um, you know, kind of run that second power play unit, especially like the first power play unit has been getting it done though. Like whereas you know in the beginning of the season you had the first line the first power play line didn't score the second you know came, you know second power play line came up and and, and you know and, and would finish the job more or less so you know and I'm not disagreeing with you about about the absence of Kako being you know a little bit dire at this point well I think they're both they're both they're both very important to the team right and the and, team's and success. which again it's it's it goes into the fact that like. Really worried about Kako, uh, uh, about Heedle. I mean, we we already we got the reports that Kako's you know st- started skating, skating again, again, which is great right? news. Yeah, a hundred percent. But there's nothing. There's well, nothing on Heedle. Well, they no, sent Heedle out to Minnesota uh, for to like a concussion specialist. Um, mm. So I mean that it, I'd say no news is good news. But yeah, we got some news. And yeah, this is a yeah. this is this is a quality of life issue now. Uh, this is, uh, mm. you know, hockey is, hockey is secondary, I think right now. Um, mm. I think the first priority has got to be that Heedle has a good quality of life post hockey. Right. Right. That's got to be the priority right now. Um, but when you look at the numbers, this team defensively just gets more and more dog shit. The further away from Capo Caco it gets, yeah. And people talk so much shit about Caco because he's having a down year offensively, but hockey is more than putting the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. It's more than that, and I get it. He was the second overall pick. You want to see him put up big numbers, but. He can be really good at other things, and and that's okay. To go back to Bergeron, like the, he was drafted way late, diamond in the rough, and he's the one of the best two way players the game's ever seen. Well, imagine now you just get that guy in the second round where he deserves to be drafted. Yeah, this is yeah. what we have with Kako. He's not going to light the lamp every night. He doesn't need to. He's a possession animal. He he can drive the play just by keeping the puck in the zone. Like he's. If Kaka was drafted seventh, everybody would love him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of second, yeah. I mean, not not everybody is going to be a scoring machine. And look, I like yeah, Kaka put up a lot of points. Kaka put up a lot of points in Finland. You know, his like he has a scoring touch. The ability to score is there mm-hmm. for sure, but he's learned this. Like he's developed this other side of his game. Now and he's really good at it. So, where else are you going to find a guy who's this good defensively, who can control possession the way he can, and has the type of offensive upside that he does, 
at his age, who is relatively healthy, mm-hmm. yeah. for under three million dollars a year. Right. right, and and you know what? It it actually reminds me of like the path that uh, Jimmy VC underwent. He came in as as somebody who could put the puck in the back of the net, didn't have much of a two way game, and we're getting that in Kako now, except eight years earlier. Like it, it it's not going to take him eight years to find that out. No, he figured it out after year two, and you know, you I mean, know we can see the development now with Lobs. People call him a bust, and that's such a People don't understand what the word bust means. A bust is somebody who cannot be a serviceable NHL hockey player. That is a bust. I mean, you would right? think Ranger fans would know who a bust is based on right? our drafting Leas, in the past. Leas Anderson is a bust. Hugh Jessamine. Vitaly Krasov <laughs> is a bust. Hugh Jessamine is a bust. Capo Caco is not a bust. Yeah. There are 31 other teams who would gladly take Capo Caco. Which is why we have to for trade un- him for Patrick Kane. <laughs> you know, it's just And people are like, yeah, trade trade Capo Caco for Kane. That's a no-brainer. What the fuck are you talking about, Mickey 8 Rangers? I've never been more convinced that that kid is 12 years old in my life. <laughs> I I have I have to say just to sidebar a little bit the the Twitter account brother you're doing a, a, it's a master class in uh, whatever uh, we trolling. Do on Twitter I don't know trolling <laughs> it's, it's, it's beautiful to see because you know I I don't and you do the Twitter but I do have it on my phone and I check in and I do things here and there I don't make posts obviously but uh, I'm tempted to make an account. Um, but yeah, Brendan, I, I love what you're doing with it. So follow us, Ranger Things 23, if you're not already. Yeah, they, they see him trolling and they hate him. <laughs> but it's not just Did trolling. You see the... like, there's engagement. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. My meme game is pretty strong. <laughs> my meme is. game is pretty strong. Did you see my 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 yeah, Oscar the Grouch meme yesterday? <laughs> I. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good one. It, for those of you who don't follow us, it's Oscar the Grouch. This is Stanley Cup Jonathan Quick, and then he's realizing and getting the Vietnam flashbacks. Stanley Cup Jonathan Quick. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So, all right. I, 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 it's Christmas. I want to not do a Christmas bit, but I want to, like, move the pace a bit because I think we all have a gift to wrap or maybe even go buy. Um, before we do that, what are you guys doing for Christmas? You guys just uh, nothing. Just hanging out. Oh, boy. We got, I like got to my... get some... I got to run out and get some seafood tomorrow for oh, some nice. seven fishes. Might be more like three fishes, but... Oh, uh, yeah, you're you going to do the fucking... Just... You, you're going to do the fucking... Get some clams fuck... and linguine... You're going full Dawn's fucking... Dawn's going to be making that. You're going full Gins? Ginzo? <laughs> no, no, no. That's why it's only like three fishes. Um, tree so it's tree gonna be like, fishes. Yeah, clams and linguine, maybe some crab cakes, uh, shrimp cocktail. You know, like... Nice. I was talking to Dawn oh, about it, and she was just like, yeah, get like three pounds... Three pounds, you know, for us and everything. I was like, I was like, you know, I can eat like a pound of shrimp in a sitting, yeah. right? Yeah, you, you were like, and what about everyone else? Yeah. Is Dawn Italian? <laughs> like, not really. Like, a little bit. She's probably like, you know, because she's a mutt too, like, you know, like our family. But she has like maybe like a speckle of, of Italian, like maybe like a, a 15% or 20%. So basically everybody in this household is like – Less than twenty percent Italian combined. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it is Staten Island, so you know when in when is Staten Island do as a Staten yeah. Islanders do? It's just and Italian throw trash out your window. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, my mother. You two are Italian. I grew up with you for more than half my life, and you know that's you know, it. I don't remember Carlo. Carlo, fish. Was your family a big? <laughs> 
Was your family a big uh, let's rip off the Growing Up Italian podcast? Shout out to the Growing Up Italian podcast. I love those guys. If you guys, hey. if you don't listen to if not if you guys don't listen to those guys, you really should. It's an awesome podcast. You should listen to the Growing Up Italian. I, I like podcast. I like really. I like their Instagram account. I definitely like the Instagram account. Um, definitely. But uh, I don't remember. I don't remember us, my family being a big Seven Fishes family. Oh no! Yeah, though it's a big thing. My dad is a big thing for my dad. No one else gave a shit, bro. Your I dad's remember. fuck. Your your dad's the the seafood salad. It's good. He Yo. gets all seven fish in one salad. Mink, yeah, it's good. That's all I gotta nice. say. It's good. That's nice. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know. So. I mean, you guys know my family pretty well. It's always been a very interesting experience for me. You know, uh, my mom, for those of you who don't know me, my mom is off the boat. You know, I'm first generation American. Uh, So growing up in Brooklyn, like, like what I considered Italian culture is not what I saw from my friends in both Brooklyn or Staten Island. And the, my, I think my first, like my first run in with like seven, with the seven fishes is when my aunt remarried my uncle Ray and they bought a house in Bensonhurst up in on 81st street and 18th Avenue. And they did their first Christmas Eve there and his family came and they're like, I don't know, I don't know. I I just assume the rest of you are like forty fifth generation Italian, you know. <laughs> you, you, you know. <laughs> Let me ask, bro. Your mother because we don't say shit. We don't say shit like Galamad and Brocklarab and fucking Managot, and we don't no, say don't. shit like that. We speak. We say you, word. You we say normal it correctly. <laughs> you know. We don't say Gabagool. Calamari. Yeah. You know we. You know, so I think that was, you know, that was my first, my mother is Sicilian. Yeah. 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 Uh, You know, so yeah, that was my first, I think that was the first year I saw the seven fishes, you know, maybe, I don't know. I was pretty young. So maybe they did. I bet if I talked to my mother, she'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. We did seven fishes every year. (laughs) (laughs) But see, my father's family is Irish, so you know it depends. If we mm-hmm. if we were at my father's family for Christmas Eve, so seven then it wasn't years. gonna be fucking seven. Yeah, it was gonna be <laughs> right. Yeah, but it wasn't gonna be seven. It was gonna be or seven briskets. Yeah, speaking, seven speaking boiled seven briskets. briskets. So my mother, yeah, my mother-in-law <laughs> asked me to cook. So, so Dave's come out here for Christmas a couple times, and Dave and I have like cooked for like. 20, 25 people uh, at this Christmas party, Christmas Eve party. Yeah. And this year I'm doing it solo because my, my mother in law, she asked again. Because everyone, by request, people like, make sure Carlos cooking for Christmas this year. Otherwise, they, they don't show up. So, sorry, Carol. But uh, that's what it is. So, I made two briskets. <laughs> I made them this morning. I got pasta. I got uh, a bunch of sides, all the BS vegetables, and then my sister sister in law is making a, a potato dish and some desserts. So, I'm just like counting down the days till tomorrow's over, so I don't have to like because it, so it now, sucks when you're it, cooking for the holiday. Because in you, your you wife's family, what's stuck in the kitchen? In, in in your wife's family, what's the big day? Is it Christmas Day or is it Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve is the day where everyone gets together, and then Christmas Day is the day where everyone's hungover and doesn't want to talk to each other. So yeah, so <laughs> Carlo, maybe you can relate to this because this is something that's very uniquely Irish and Italian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe Dave too, because you grew up, you know, half Scottish, half Mexican. Well, not exactly half and half, but some Scottish and some Mexican. Uh, but the Italian side of my family, it's Christmas Eve. But then the Irish yeah, side of my family, eat. right? The Irish side it's of Christmas my family, Day. and I'm assuming Dave, similar for the Scottish side of your family, it's Christmas Day is the day you have the you do the ham, 
the fucking the, the fucking seven kind said the seven potatoes, you know. <laughs> you know, dude, we, we would have like rice and beans sprinkled in there. Nice. You know, enchiladas sometimes so, when my grandma so, was still around making. Food. So now, on the Mexican <laughs> side of your family, is it Christmas Eve? Because I know for it's Sandra, okay for, for me, yeah, for Sandra, for the her Puerto Rican family, Christmas Eve is the big. It's Christmas Eve that night. They they all get together. They party. They stay yeah, up yeah. until midnight. They open up gifts at midnight. That's when they celebrate Christmas. Oh, yeah, no, bro. Never. I I went to a Puerto Rican <laughs> Christmas Eve once, and I don't know how I survived, dude. They, dude, that party goes on all night, bro. Bro, it, I went to a Puerto Rican when Sanders. Like, not long, not long after we started dating, and Dave, then Dave, I'm gonna pass the mic back to you to tell me about your grandmother's cooking because I want to hear about it. I don't think I ever met your grandma. Uh, <laughs> But I went when when Sandra and I first started dating, like not like not long after her grandmother passed away, and uh, that's when I actually met her entire family for like the first time. Was at her grandmother's wake slash funeral, <laughs> right? So hey, uh, how you doing? Yeah, <laughs> hey. So uh, her grandmother dies, and then we had to pick up her aunt and uncle who lived in sunset park and then drive them to Newark where her grandmother lived and where the wake was. And after the wake, we, after the wake, we went back to her uncle's house in Newark, both nights after the wake. And then after the funeral and bro, they fuck like Irish people drink. Like we drink at wakes a lot. And I was like, this has got to be no big deal. Right, I'm used to this. I wasn't ready for this, bro. I was not ready. I I watched Sandra's mom crush a whole case of Coors Light by herself. Just crush a whole case of it. <laughs> yeah, and that and that bro, and just that's and like then a, just that's be like fine a, in morning. Yeah, and then she Dude, was and just, and, then just, <laughs> and just like be okay, like not even be drunk, just be okay, just be like crush a whole case and be like, hey, you hungry? You want me to make you something to eat? I'll go. You want me to go drive you to uh, somewhere real quick? Yeah, but dude, right. like, you need me to operate heavy machinery for any reason? <laughs> I'm forklift certified. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. Dude, tell me about these fucking that's enchiladas, bro. Yeah. That's wait, 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 yeah. yeah. Carlo was in the middle of something. No, no, I'm not. No, no. no. I'm just saying. Like I, so like my, uh, I had, a, I have a cousin. Um, she married a Puerto Rican guy, and like the first, you know, first birthdays are a little bit of a shit show anyway, because everyone's young and they're like, "Oh yeah, what the fuck do we do?" But Puerto Rican first birthday party. Let me tell you something, dude. I've never seen more Coronas and Coors Lights in my life, and everyone's just crushing them. And then, oh yeah, someone brings out a bottle of rum. So, and this is this is a first birthday party, and I'm like, "Yo, there dude, is they don't I've fuck around." Like you said, you say. The Irish drink? No. Not really. The Irish the drink <laughs> The Irish the Irish drink like uh I feel like the Irish have we don't drink to party anymore. The Irish drink like as an occupation now. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I remember what like the first time I went down to Florida, it was the first time I met Sandra's sister and her and her sister's family. Uh the the night, the the day we got there. So you imagine, like we left one morning, drove all day through the night, got there the next morning, slept for a little while, got a public sub, hung out. Her sister throws this big party. Her sister and her brother-in-law throw this big, massive party. Whole family comes over, neighbors come over, friends come over. Hundred people at her sister's house, easy, right? Uh, massive, massive. Like her family knows how to throw a party, dude. At first, I thought they were just being really friendly. Then I realized they were fucking with me. Everyone <laughs> that her brother-in-law introduced... And you guys know her brother-in-law. He's in the league. He's in our fantasy league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone her brother-in-law introduced me to made me do a shot of fucking Bacardi with them. Dude, <laughs> I've never... I must have drank two and a half bottles of Bacardi by myself. You're just like... Teleporting through doorways at this point, <laughs> bro. I was so fucking the drunkest I've ever been in my life, bro. When Sandra found when Sandra found me, I was like, 
hunched over a fucking folding chair with just like a new port hanging out of my mouth. This is what's what happened to this guy. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. I just need to. I just need to finish the cigarette. Yeah, yeah I just gotta. Just, I need to have to, get through this cigarette. Maybe take a dip in the pool. I've been here before. I've been here before. <laughs> it was a good time. My, my it's a good in-laws party. there. The, 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 my in-laws are German, and then uh, my mother-in-law. She's Eastern European and Italian. But a lot, it's it's the Midwest, it's Cleveland. So it's like it's basically, you know, bland German food. Not even the good German food. Um, mm-hmm. So any like, there are a lot of Italians out here, but there's not a lot of Italian culture really. So I, if I make like a pot of spaghetti on Sunday, it's like holy shit! Everyone's like, this is this is so beautiful that you're in touch with your cultural roots. And I'm like, this is just coming from New York. It's like this is what you do. Everyone does on Sunday. Right. Yeah, um, I get that a lot so in Oregon. The fish thing. I get that oh, a lot. I can't here. imagine like you... when people are like, "Oh my god, you're so in tune with your heritage," and I'm like, "I'm fucking <laughs> walking here," <laughs> and they're like, "Wow," <laughs> they're looking at my New York City heritage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so so the in, Rangers, in the huh? Spirit of Christmas. So in the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> Right? Uh, do you guys have you guys have a star like in the tradition of Christmas? The Magi follow Ooh. the star. Follow oh, the we gotta put a major. star on the tree. I have a fucking Who's star. star? Of the week. Oh, Who's Dave's gonna hate it. Dave, Dave's gonna first. hate Dave it. Oh, what's oh, what, do you see those hearts? <laughs> Whoa, that was cool. Whoa. What's happening? Does that happen for all of us? Whoa, what the fuck? That's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna the star that I'm putting on my tree, and I, I'm uh, grateful as the I guess the savior <laughs> of the Rangers for the year is gonna be Peter Laviolette. Oh, to be honest, uh, honestly, like a, a lot of their success is due to him. A lot of their their uh, their skill and and their, and their capabilities have been realized with him, and. Yeah, thank you, thank you, big baby loves, you know, for, for coming in the manger. Come on, be faithful. Big baby lovey, I can't wait. <laughs> All right, Brendan, who's, who's, your, who, who's the star top of your tree this week? I'm going to go with, my mine is going to be, my star on the top of my tree is going to be Blake Wheeler. Man, that, I Blake Wheeler's having a star of the him. week, kind of week. Tell me, I, mean, tell I don't me I'm disagree. Wrong. Tell no, me, I'm no, wrong. no, I almost I picked him. I almost picked him. Shut up, so we can tell you how not wrong you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this guy he's still been... slow as shit, but playing well. Bro, he's he starting he got, a... to, he got to a puck on uh, a near breakaway this 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 game, dude. Against dude. Buffalo. Against Toronto, he almost looked fast. Like yeah. he almost, which yeah, he hard. almost Toronto's looked one of the like fastest teams out there. Yeah, you know he he's like things are starting. I think the more he plays with Cock with with Kreider and Mika, the more he's starting to get a feel for what they want. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him props for that goal that he scored. Um, against the Oilers, uh, even though really, like I oh, could fucking score that, that goal from fucking Zibanejad, that, was that one time, maybe the sickest fucking pass I've ever seen in my life. That how have we been on a podcast for this long and we haven't talked about that fucking Mika pass to Wheeler? That fucking yeah, that's true. Behind, like <laughs> through the legs, behind the back, no look. One touch to to from behind the net. That might be the sickest fucking. That might be the 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 play the pass of the year. The play of the year so far. Yeah, I, bro. He was he was just like one of the three kings delivering gold right there. Bro, Mika like is it, a three, it was. He, he is one of the three. Twenty four carat. Yeah, yeah. If we that if, hair okay. and that beard. 
real quick, real quick. Let's let's do it. Let's do a let's let's put together a, a New York Ranger nativity scene, real quick. Well, for well, Carl, who's your I, who, Carl, who's your star? Who's your star? Mickey's a better Jad. All right, let's go on. Four goals, three assists, seven points in this week alone. Mickey's a better my star Love of the week. He's my, the top. Of my okay. Trade. All right. Who's the baby Jesus? Laviolette. No way. I'm, I'm oh, going one of the three wise men. Lafreniere. No, I, I'm go, I, I, my vote is Adam Fox. Adam Fox is the baby. He's a ch- he's, he's he's part Jewish, of the tribe. Dude. So is Jesus. <laughs> Jesus died a Jew. Right? Does that say anything, he's, song? He's part of the tribe. <laughs> right? I say Adam mm-hmm, Fox mm-hmm. is the baby Jesus. Right? I don't think Adam Fox would appreciate this comparison. Listen to but me. We'll go with it. Adam Fox is the baby Jesus. Now let's go to mom and dad. Okay. Let's it's, start with dad. Let's start wait, with it dad. Sounds like, Joseph, it sounds like you already Ryan know Lingard. who's in the he's nativity Joseph. scene. He's so Ryan I'm Lingard just going to shut up. Joe. He's had this prepared for a week. Go ahead, brother. Just finish up. <laughs> yeah, just finish the whole nativity scene. We're just going to no, sit back. No, come on. What's, let you who man. do you think is Mary? Who's Mary? <laughs> Mary? Oh, Mika's a better job. Look at the hair. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Okay. Okay. I'll concede. I'll concede that. You have it all written out already. I don't know. I'm I don't yes. have it written out. Why don't you read it off the card? I don't have it written out. I don't have it written out. I don't know. All right. Mayor... He's he's waving a card in front of us, ladies and gentlemen. No. He's a liar. <laughs> We're on YouTube. We're on video now. Is... Everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to see ripping sick darts out of your face. Um, okay. No. Serious. Mary uh, gives birth to, to Adam Fox. A uh, virgin birth. Um I guess Brian I do Leach. like if we, if we do want to go back, <laughs> if we do want to go back and make if we don't want if we don't want to go back and make Lafreniere the baby Jesus, then we can make Laviolette the Virgin Mary because he gave birth to La, to Lafreniere. No, I'd say Laviolette's that- Joseph because he is fostering this young team that he did not he is not the father of. But he's taking uh, them through. So who their gave life birth to them? Adulthood. So who G- gave. So who did Drury David knock up? David Quinn. Is is Drury Mary? No, David. Oh, Drury's Drury is God. Be, Drury is God. He's the Drury's, <laughs> Drury's the God. Drury's the Old Testament God. The God. Yeah, and uh, David Quinn is Mary in this situation. All right, let's get into these fucking wise. No longer men. pictured. Let's let's get into the okay the wise men. So these are the th- these are the three kings who Mika, Kreider, and Panarin. Kreider's got to be a wise man, non-negotiable. Yeah. Wait, Mika. maybe Trocheck? You think he's a wise guy? Trocheck is one of the oh. shepherds who came after the angel uh, was it Gabriel told him. Uh, I feel hey, like Trocheck was here. the guy. Trocheck was the guy who was like, "Bro, I got no room in this fucking inn. I got no room in it." <laughs> Trocheck's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you, "You prego broad, I'm I'm booked." Maybe that's Gallant. All right, who's the camel? <laughs> Igor. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Yeah, he's carrying all yeah. that frankincense and myrrh. Yeah, and I think I think uh, I, I think maybe Quick is in that hump too. Is it, that's a double hump camel right there? It's a two hump camel. Quick, Igor, they're carrying yeah. all the gifts for mm-hmm, Adam Fox mm-hmm, or Lafreniere to be decided. Okay, I like it. Who else is in this nativity scene? There's there's an angel. There's a cow. There's a sheep. There's. I'm just going by Little Drummer Boy <laughs> and my kids. I'm going by Little Drummer Boy and my kids like Little People's Nativity Set. Um, Who's the Little Drummer Boy? <laughs> Is the Little Drummer Boy in the Nativity scene? No, but he shows up to the. He shows up. He could be. He could be. Um, the Little Drummer Boy shows up and he plays the song for Baby Jesus, right? <laughs> yeah. It, in in. Ranger Things nativity Dancing scene Larry. fan fiction. <laughs> in, in nativity scene fan fiction, the little drummer boy is there. Truba the, is the 
Truba is the brick shit house that is housing all of the nativity scene. Truber, Truba, Truber, Truba is Truber, Truber. He's all right. Listen, Brands? we got the wise men, the sh- <laughs> the shepherds. I don't know how many shepherds yeah. there are. Uh, countless. Mary, there's three wise men. Just... How many shepherds are there? We don't know. They're all out in the fields, and the angel tells them, "Hey, uh, come see your king," and they all Whoa. follow the angel. So then there's Joseph, Mary, the angels, all the free agents, Jesus, fight. Jesus, obviously, mm-hmm. the star is a character, and then they list the stable yeah. itself as a character in the nativity scene. Truba. <laughs> Truba is a stable. I Truba is the stable. Is the star. Mm. Truba is the stable. Mm. Laviolette's the star. So wait, who, who's Mary again? <laughs> David Quinn. <laughs> British Schneider. He, he unwittingly birthed this, this team. I think Jesus is yeah, the Rangers, he, right? He honestly did. He honestly <laughs> did. He did. No Jesus is... Hmm. What if Chris Kreider I say, was Jesus? If Chris Kreider's Jesus... What if Chris Kreider was the baby Jesus? Can't spell Christ without Chris. No, he's got to be a wise. You know, Chris Kreider might be a shepherd. He's got to be one of the wise men. Is he? Does, is he? A, is he give more wise men vibes or shepherd vibes? See, I feel like Mika gives more shepherd vibes. I think if we, well, the shepherds. If we're going, it depends on how what angle we want to look at. I'd say the shepherds are all like the ancillary players, the free agent signings. Kreider could be Joseph if we're excluding coaches and such. Kreider could be uh, – then the king, the wise men, that would be some, like Fox, um, Truba. Cause Panarin. A, a building. Panarin. Like these are like the people who foresaw like, oh, the Rangers being good. Let's get on board here. All right. Mm. All right. All right. That's where, you know. And and so wait, maybe the baby Jesus then is not one person – it's it's like the babies. It's it's Kako Lafreniere, not Heedle anymore. Mm. He's got like maybe a baby it's, brain maybe the right baby. Now. Maybe but. it's the kid line Jesus. There you go. I'll take that. That's, kid line that's, Jesus that's more sensitive wait. than mine. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then Braden Schneider is the drummer. Is the little drummer boy. Or, or, or is true with dirt because God made dirt and dirt busts your ass. Oh, shit. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we wish you a Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> All right. Do, do we, do, Brendan, did you have a fraud of the week? Um, no. You know what? It's Christmas. I'm going to give him a break. I'm going to give you a break, Pittsburgh. It's just going to be Pittsburgh every fucking week. I'm we're killing this segment if that's the case. No, it wasn't going to be Pittsburgh. It wasn't. It actually wasn't going to be Pittsburgh. It was going to be the say, Islanders. Uh, it was going to be the Islanders. Yeah, I was going to say Colorado was the fraud of the week. They've been looking pretty, pretty shabby, pretty mid as of late. Yeah, mm-hmm. not, 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 uh, not championship caliber team at all. I'll but say this. that's all I have I'm, to say about I, that. I outside of Vegas. Every team is a surprise in one way or the other this season. Mm. I'll just say that out loud. Um, so Trocheck is one of the wise men. Trocheck, <laughs> Trocheck, I think would be the the donkey. Mm. And then, just to be clear, the guy who didn't <laughs> give them a room at the inn is Mickey Eight Rangers. He was saving it for Kane. That's yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> I can't give you this room. I got to save it for Patty Kane. And tune in next week to <laughs> our next Bible story that we're going to compare the Rangers to Noah's Ark. Oh, jeez. I got to do some research. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just kidding. We're, 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 this is it. Yeah. This is the only yeah. religious yeah. topic we're really going to ever hit. Yeah, probably. Oh, rumpa pump. What happens on Easter?
We'll see what happens on yeah. Easter. Thing. Don't, don't well, bring, up, we'll bring like, a lot of fox on Easter. <laughs> Technically, Jesus wasn't even born. <laughs> Jesus wasn't even born in December. He was actually born closer to Easter, if you want to go don't historically. Be, listen, but they listen moved to it to compete with the pagan holiday. That's, true. That's why we have Christmas trees still. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But yeah, you Christmas didn't know that, started, you dumb bitch. Christmas trees started. <laughs> I, we actually just looked into Christmas trees because one of the girls asked, why, why do we have Christmas trees? And it's like, well, it's probably some pagan bullshit. And it was. It's actually very recent. Uh, Martin Luther popularized them yep. in um, contemporary culture. So there's a Protestant for you. You know what I mean? He uh, had a that's dream. It for this and week. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Um, no, the, wrong, wrong Martin Luther. That was a joke. Dude. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm tone deaf. I uh, CTE CTE. Remember, visit our website rangerthingspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter and social everywhere. Uh, just search Ranger Things or send us an email. Contact at rangerthingspodcast.com for Dave Pacheco. Jesus loves the little Ranger fans. Brandon Lyons. Goodbye. Happy holidays, everybody. I'm Carlo Montanino. See you all next week. Oh, I gotta fucking play this song again. Hold on. Didn't have it fucking queued up again. This no, motherfucker's slipping. Oh, shit. Ah. Now it's not loading. We'll do it in post. Good night.